Gotta do the microphone dance, make mine sound like Nick's. Cause I have bad posture, say something, Nick. Uh, something. I think we're getting better at making my microphone sound like yours. Say something louder. Something louder. You still sound much better. Because your mic costs two hundred dollars, and this one costs forty-five. Mm. Say something again. Say something again. Say something again. Say something again. I need to pee in someone's asshole. Need to pee real bad. I need an asshole to pee in. I will never come in your ass. I will only pee. <laughs> I never ever will come in you. I only will urinate. My urine is orange because I don't drink enough. Dehydrated. I only drink coffee on hot days. My piss really stinks. And because a global warming every day is hotter than it should be, yeah. Christ, you can hear my piss outside of my house and you can smell it too. Just let it splash. Oh no, I'm pissing again at the gas pumps. Pissing again at the gas pumps. My car runs on piss. Not on corn oil. I seriously am generating my own ethanol. My Chevy Cavalier is a pissy Cavalier. Cavalier come and piss. I piss blood and I come piss. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the mic check. I don't think it's sounding any better. Homosexual piss. It can only be so good. I gotta go to the meeting and vote for more piss and come and come and piss. Mm. Part of a balanced breakfast. I drink a hot cup of piss and then I salute the flag. Thank you that I live in a country that I can drink my own piss. I don't it. filter it. I just have a really long straw. You know they say drinking your own piss. I'm not even rolling audio on this. New York for Life 12. I have a lot to explain to my Uber passengers after this. Nick H says pee poop sandwich. With the cuss right off. Oh, it's steamed an old man piss. I've been sneaking into the assisted living center. I I come out holding it with one hand over the top, tiptoeing with a <laughs> with a tiny mask on and a mustache on top of my existing mustache. <laughs> oh, the piss bandit strikes again! I say to myself as I as I get into a black van <laughs> and put the graduated cylinder of piss into the Coleman cooler labeled booty. <laughs> Uh, I should hold for sound.
Welcome, everybody, to RCR Podcast number 85. Uh, almost landed a PA-28, and no, we're not talking about a roadway in Pennsylvania. I am Nick. I'm Brian. And we will get to the story of that uh, in a bit or right now. Already now, like now I'm like not up on the mic. Actually, now I sound louder than you do. I love how everybody who is tuning into this on iTunes or Spotify or wherever uh, missed the whole weird, like, improvised. $1.69. That's the price it'll take me to piss in your mouth behind sheets. <laughs> I have a shirt that says taxes included. <laughs> Holiday season is here. Jingle bells. I stole the little jingle bells machine. The little tink, tink, tink from your elementary school. I went and stole the little jar of blue stuff from your barber and filled it with piss. Mm. Uh, we've got a bunch of super chats already coming in. We're going to hold off on those once we talk about how our week's been going. It's still sober. It's still October for me. No sugar, no alcohol, no other smokables. And it's penetrating your dreams now, is it not? Yeah, yeah. Last night I had a dream. I was talking to somebody and they offered me like bubble gum. And I said, sorry, man, I'm on sober October. Like that was the thing. I We already had our, uh, our trick-or-treat in town. We did a trunk-or-treat over at the middle school. So I went there and helped hand out candy and, uh, I'm like, I got a bowl full of Smarties and like miniature, like miniature, uh, they were like miniature Reese's B actually, no, I was there. I had like miniature Hershey bars and my friend Corey, she showed up with like full size. She's like, let's be irresponsible adult. <laughs> so she drops money on like full size candy bars. Oh man. Full and, bars. Uh, That's the way to live though. Yeah, so like the full-size double Reese's pieces and kids are like thinking they hit the freaking lottery. Mm. Man, there were a lot of fat kids in those cars. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty nasty. But so and so I had like also like gum, like the double bubble that's there in the little wax paper all mm. wound up. Yep. And like there was one left over in the trunk of my car. And I'm looking at it and I think I'll have it later. I'm like, no, I can't. I can't even have this. I got to stay true to it. Yeah. So last night I did a test to see how far I could go to failure. My physical challenge for this is 40 good form push-ups. I can do 36 to failure. So I got to find four more push-ups in a week and a half or less than a, I got, I got a week in like two days That's to like build up another 40 push-ups. So I think what I'm going to do is instead of doing bench or doing like lat pull downs, I'll go to the gym. I'll do 10 push-ups and then like, rest for two minutes, 10 push-ups, rest for two minutes, maybe until I get to like to a hundred or, I, or I can do them until I'm bored. Cause like doing reps to failure doesn't build muscle. You just got to slowly build it up. So maybe that's what I got to do. I look at all the different phases of a person's life in terms of action figures. So, you know, you're currently at sober October, Brian, yeah. or basic training, Brian, yeah. in the sense of like trying to get all those good form push-ups up up i'm just in a dad bod oh Nick, man which is you know it's i'm still less than i was Good. like weight wise but 
it's funny because it fluctuates. And so you end up in this space where like you're eating really well for like a little bit of time. Oh yeah. And then you fall into the trap of like, well, I'm behind on work. I really need to catch up. I don't have time to make things. Yeah. And so you're just doing whatever it is you need to do. And also the whole thing is that I'm not going to gyms because I don't want to be around like people and things that people have touched. You see other people. So I'm not that worried about us. Still a situation where, at home exercising or just going on walks at parks and you know it's it's calming and it's good and energizing in that way i feel like i get more done like the new rcr stories is done all i got to do is just re-record the audio and i'm fine and it's my favorite rcr stories since man i don't even know because it's so it's such an interesting little story and it's done in like a half an hour or less oh, like good. it's it's nice and fleet and interesting and i get i got to do some like uh investigative journalism which was fun and so yeah i i uh can't wait for that to come out in the first week of november or first monday in november but for the most part uh i don't know i my week has not been as eventful as yours because oh, right. i certainly i didn't go <laughs> i did not claim the skies uh greg international has been taking me up in planes and uh most people know i get airsick in small aircraft so greg is i even try to pay him for his like aviation fuel and he said no so nice because he's also my landlord like he owns this house so i'm all right i get to go fly in his plane um how i know this guy like he like people have heard that me say this before but he was a senior when i was in eighth grade so uh even though like our high school is only a uh, nine to nine to 12. It wasn't one of those junior senior highs. Yeah. Um, so I didn't like run into him back in the nineties, but like we knew a bunch of the same people. So um, we had this talk yesterday, how like he was looking for a fun car, but he says like everything affordable in the two thousands just like doesn't excite me mm. and it's because like he has all nineties nostalgia. And like the only thing that really came to me out of the two thousands, aside from like WRXs and things like that is um, the third gen MR2, the uh, ZZW30. Mm. Um, but nowadays those are starting to go back up in price to like not, some people are wanting $9,000 for those things, which before they were like four and five. Um, I've been, uh, the Falcons at Bruce's right now, it'll probably be there for a while. It's got a cracked alternator bracket, but because everything's custom, he has to take a bunch of stuff to get those bolts out. And there may be like some threading problems that go all the way into the block. So we may have to take the timing cover off and a whole bunch of other stuff. So um, I'm looking forward to a nice big bill from that. But uh, in the meantime, uh, I've been looking for like sub one sub $1,000 cars to buy. Uh, I have yet to do the shit box. And uh, I saw uh, it was in Reading, uh, a Corolla, like a 2000 year model, 2000 Corolla that was stick shift for like 800 bucks. Mm. And I didn't see the, eh, the inside looked, everything about it looked crappy. Yeah. But I'm like, is it a Corolla? Will it run? And it had like the telltale sign that it said in the description on Facebook Marketplace. It said, uh, need some TLC, which is, you know, that's the slang for totally okay. ludicrous cost. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, I mean, a lot of it is just trying to figure out what makes the most sense in terms of what you are willing to invest into getting the car running in the first place. Because realistically, if you get a 
Corolla, it's more likely than most to be functional. Yeah. Um, like it was, it was earlier today, I was looking at uh, I think it was a Dodge Caliber that was like eight hundred dollars, and yeah. I'm like. I mean, yeah, it is a manual, but I don't think I want to dodge anything that's no. that's 16 years old and costs $800. Or he said, as low as I'll, I'll 500 is as low as I'll go. I'm like, well, if you're willing to you go, go 500, 500, you're willing to go for Yeah. You've already lowered the maximum amount that someone's going to give you to 500. Nowadays, there's been this thing on Facebook Marketplace where people list their cars and drop one zero off of it and then claim in the description that it won't let me. Like you see a car and, and it's for sale for like $950. I'm like, that looks really good for 950. And then you see in the description that says, the price is 9,500. It wouldn't let me type this. I'm bullshit. Oh, that's a lie. You're that doing the so clickbait bullshit. nonsense. I mean, it's, you know, it's like if you go cruising around uh, on Craig, uh, not on Craigslist, on like one of those cheap blogs where they have those like cheap ads that make it sound like the person's died. Melissa McCarthy is saying goodbye at 43. It's like, well, no, she didn't die. It's just you get me to click signs of lung cancer that nobody knows about. It's yeah. just, and you click on it and it's like, you know, the ones everybody knows about. But. It's just the uh, homeowners in like car owners in Montgomery County are hip to this new trick. And it shows like a picture of like someone holding dollars uh, and like a handshake or something or like and they're really going for the lowest fruit here. I think like Vin Wiki did a story on like the scammers and clickbait and stuff like that. Yeah. Which is why I find, I just peruse it, but copart.com. What's that? Um, it's, uh, or maybe it's copart. I don't know, mm -hmm. but it's a website, uh, for used and salvaged cars. Um, mm -hmm. so if you find like a salvage and it's, you know, somewhat just funky, you know, like there, at least it feels like a website that's vetted in a way that Craigslist isn't. Okay. <laughs> you know, that you have, there. you're not going to have people on there who are trying to sort of uh, take you for a ride. Right. Um, although, again, I don't know that because I haven't like gone past just perusing. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, a lot of it is window shopping. So it, it's just... I feel like I'm not in a position to do anything else right now, but just window shop and look at all the pretty puppies in the window, <laughs> the automotive puppies in the window. Of course, in this case, it's less all puppies and more puppies like. puppies are pissing on the floor. The person at the shop makes minimum wage. You think she's picking it up? No, her boyfriend Corey's have it. He's in one of his moods again. I can't even deal with this right now. Now my freaking bitch of a mom is on my case about the cell phone bill again. <laughs> I told her she's like, she said I didn't have to pay anything. You got the family share plan. Now you got a bunch of, you know, golden retriever puppies there, you know, chewing on the paint. <laughs> in the mall pets are us store like a knockoff pet co yeah it just smells like uh, i remember i was at kramer's shop the other day and one of the customers cars in and it's it's it reeked of cigarettes so bad you could smell it from underneath the car when it was up on the lift like this was a kid in the neighborhood who had stick 
and thought he knew how to drive it. Ooh. But he like he he revs it and revs it through the bike point. So he's like shifting. He'll like be running the engine at like three grand. And this is like a Toyota uh, four cylinder. And he's revving the engine at three grand and holding it there as he shifts all the time. Yeah. And he's just, Kramer said when he got it, the clutch was like, he already put one clutch in it. And this kid just doesn't know how to like, I guess he's like afraid of like stalling it or something, or, or maybe he learned to drive stick with a clutch that was almost gone. The way Kramer described it, where Justin Kramer, for those of you guys listening, if you remember the, uh, um, the turbo LS Winnebago, this is the guy who the co co-builder of that him and his friend, Corey built the turbo LS Winnebago and shout out to his shop, Catasaco auto repair rock and roll. And, um, uh, Justin Kramer also did a bunch of welding on the Falcon timed it. And, uh, you know, put our new Pertronics ignition in it, did a whole bunch of other things. So he's a great guy. Um, he's like a GM guy. If you need GM stuff, go to him. Especially like he's the man for like square body Chevys. So if you got them, he knows, he knows like sub years and <laughs> he's a total nerd for those things. So, so what this kid was doing was since his clutch was almost shot, but the springs were still good, you could put that car in gear and let the clutch out and nothing happened. Wow. It just idled. And then you then you would raise the revs and at some point the springs and the clutch would catch and the clutch would make contact with you know, with you know the the pressure plate or whatever. Flywheel? Yeah, flywheel. It's a manual. Manual has a flywheel for an automatic out of a flex plate. So, and the flywheel and then it would make contact and it would go away. Mm. Kind of like, I don't know, kind of like a gas powered uh, go-kart. Yeah. Do you ever drive a gas powered one or just electric ones? Just the electric oh, ones. Okay. Yeah. You ever drive a golf cart? I have not. Oh, okay. I've never actually it's golf. It's good for drinking and getting high, as that's what I learned here in Schuylkill County, is that that's what golf is really for if you're if you're under 50. That's what you're doing. I mean, I know a few people who are like really into the game. Yeah. But it's really for drinking for six hours out in the sun where it's nice and healthy to do that. Yeah. So it's it's just I don't know. The whole idea that golf is supposed to be this big relaxing thing. It's like men go out and touch each other on the golf course. <laughs> Deeply Republican landowners stick their hand down their pants like Giuliani. Really, really far from the clubhouse. They're fucking in the sand traps. <laughs> tiny little penises. Tiny, tiny fucking disgusting and small. <laughs> and then they meet each other at church. Shake each other's hand. Little too long. Wife doesn't know, but she knows. She has an inkling. She calls her husband my confirmed bachelor. <laughs> she just let him. They they go out and he goes out with the boys and they pork. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pork is such a great verb. Oh. It's the noise he makes because he can't breathe through his nose right. And his blood pressure gets too high, but he's got to fuck another man. 
does it on hole 10 one zero uh, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that by the way bareback sticking his penis in the other man's butt cheeks feels like steel wool it's what his ass hair has the consistency of and once again reiterating nothing wrong with that except it's kind of bad when you're married to somebody else and lying to them about Let's the go in and buy a car wash together we'll make bank on the quarters <laughs> shove them up my ass diagonally make it hurt a little bit rusty steel wool is what i'm talking about cameron shove a nine volt battery in my ass so it burns when i shove the cheap steel wool in afterwards tamp it in with a bass drum mallet hire a tube guy a sousaphone guy to be in the background of my ass fucking sessions on hole 10 at the country club country club i kick the owner of the pole building factory to the sand after i'm done butt ranching and then he shits all over himself God bless the Republican Party, the most ass fucking party from sea to goddamn shining sea. <laughs> this is what, like, this is, notice this never happened. Like, when I drink, I would just, like, talk to you guys. Now I'm sober and mildly pissed, and I don't have sugar, so this is what you get. Pretty much. I mean, uh, but, but it is very much on brand for uh, the nature of the things we do. Um, in well, I'm drinking uh, coffee with protein powder in it, and I'm drinking tea. Um, there's like one more thing of ginger tea in my cupboard, and I may claim that. Oh, go for it! Yeah, I just have something flavorful. Yeah, ginger is an absolute good. Now. Um, I have well in my car anyway. I have a leave. You know, I keep that mm -hmm. thing on me. But yeah, I'm ready for a nap. Aren't we all, though, a little bit? Ugh. We were filming earlier today. I got plenty of vitamin D because we were filming a convertible. We had a lovely day for it. Lovely day for driving a convertible to the golf course. It's the only way to do it. Keep my head out poking through my Lee jeans. I still wear Lee jeans. Wait a minute. What jeans do I wear? I don't even remember what jeans I buy. I just fit something where you know most of the time it happens when I go into a Target to like take a dump or something and My then end up spending a shitload of money. Unstable. Please wait while we try to reconnect. Oh, we're going to get F's in the chat like it's... F's in the chat for fucking your priest. He tucks it up under his robe. You're not allowed to make jokes in church. Simpsons did it first, but they got 
Yeah, there's the Fs in the chat, which is weird. Oh, now my, we're back. My computer isn't even on. What's sucking the bandwidth? I don't know. I'm not know. using the internet here. But I do wonder if it's just YouTube kicking all of us off the stream for all yeah. of this. <laughs> the filth. Um, I mean, eh, whatever. Oh, but, all the men at the country club have really, really ruined assholes. Thanks to me, I use one of them five-pound yoga weights. <clears throat> I call it break-in session. So, uh, there's a bunch of super chats. So I guess we'll get into it. Oh, yeah, I flew a plane and I almost landed it. That's what was going on. So... I didn't throw up. I had ginger gum, and uh, hey, Nick. Hey, sorry. I just. That's all right. I feel like my beard is getting too long. So I was flying Greg's plane, and I got to fly from the left seat, which is like the pilot seat. But you know, planes have like dual controls, so you can fly it from either seat in the front, like dual sets of pedals. So I'm flying the plane. And we had nice weather last night and I made some nice turns. We did a nice thing. We flew up to like four, 4,500 feet and uh, we flew above the cloud layer. Like we had low clouds yesterday. And it was the first time being above the cloud layer and not in an airliner. Like in an airliner, you look out the window, you're flying to LA, we're flying to Chicago or somewhere. And it's yeah. like, it's, it's kind of like, like it's happening on TV outside. It's like not real. Yeah. Um, occasionally there'll be turbulence and you'll see the engine, the cells move or the wings move or something. But for most, I'm just there just sipping gin and tonics as is tradition. So turbulence being uh, walked around in a, in a baby stroller for yeah. adults. It's just, uh, just like, oh yeah. Oh nice. yeah. Whatever. Delightful. So now I'm in a small plane, but up here, it's like, oh, I can go anywhere I want. So what I kind of wanted to do is like descend like 800 feet and try to like skim along the top of the cloud layer. But I had to watch because, you know, the Appalachian Mountains, like we live in the foothills of it where they just start and they're like rolling. And I had to notice like when when you sink down to near 2000 feet, the mountains are still kind of there and you got to like not hit them. So <laughs> you got to like steer around them. But we were up high above them for a while. So up there, it was like, it was like really super calm, but we were flying westbound. Uh, Josh S. asked, what, what airport is the, the plane at? And I'm not going to tell you because he keeps it at a private airfield and I don't want people to blow up the spot. Um, tomorrow, uh, on Saturday, we are going to the, we are going to a fly-in at Grimes. And I don't know what the, the, the number of that airfield is in Pennsylvania, but they're doing like, a fly-in or a pumpkin drop or people are probably throwing things out of airplanes. They do this fun yeah. thing at Grimes. And um, I've seen pumpkin launches before Yeah, where they try to go for distance. Yeah. Go in for speed. Um, no, but it's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It is exactly what it sounds like. Pumpkins get smashed. My head's cold. My head gets cold because I don't have hair because I want to make it look like I have hair. Get in the hat. I mean, who among us really has hair anyway? I mean, I feel like it's mostly a myth. Hair is a construction of the 
bourgeois to oppress those who um, would claim not to have it. Now I look like I have even more hair because I'm wearing a hat. So, so I'm up above the clouds flying around. Above the clouds. And the sun super sucks because, I mean, I'm glad I brought my like super dark sunglasses. Yeah. So we had that, but I'm still like I have one hand on the yoke and the other hand over one eye, like flying into the sun. I'm like, how does Greg do this at work? Or how does Tony Airlines do this at work? Like, you got to fly the airliner and now you're into the sun. And it's just, ugh. And you're up there all the time above the cloud layer. There's no shade. Ooh. So the sun is just always there. And I never really thought of that. You know, like there's times like when we're in the plane and the sun's out the window, it's like, ugh, sun. And then it's just shade. Yeah, you just drop it down. It's like, all right. But now I'm in a plane and it's everywhere. And I should have brought a baseball hat because, you know, you got the big cans on your ears. I couldn't wear the bucket hat. I had no hat on in the plane. And I'm just there. Uh, stupid son. And like his vis sun visor goes down, but it doesn't flip to the sides. Like, no, it's broke. And the sun visors in the plane are, are like that weird green translucent material that I guess helps. I'm like, why is it not just a normal thing? I don't know, rules. So uh, so anyway, we go back to the his private the private airfield that, you know, like he's friends with the owner and they, he lets him like park there for like a nominal fee. Mm -hmm. He doesn't he doesn't even get a slab though. He's got to keep the plane on grass. So um so he says, "Okay, Brian, you're going to land." And in my head, I'm like, the fuck I am. <laughs> this is my, my, my third time flying with you. And maybe like the eighth time I've been in a small plane. He's like, no, you're going to land it. I'm just going to walk you through this. Yeah. So he says, just line up with the runway. And he tells me lower your art. Like flying a plane is like, there's no, you don't just like throttle on and off. It's like having your cruise control on the entire time. You just sort of set your speed. Sort of like a lawnmower. Huh. And your speed is just like, this so it's like millennium falcon a little bit like yeah forward forward faster back slower yeah so pull it back and you have your engine rpm down there it's like lower your engine rpm to like 1900 rpm Ugh. okay reach down and the hand the thing that looks like a handbrake that's your flaps and it does pretty much the same thing it, sl it slows the plane down more hmm it's like an air brake, but it also generates more lift, but slows you down. So the plane will fly. It, it'll nose up, but then you can fly slower. Like you can fly slower with the flaps down, but you're also like, it's a combination brake, make the flame plane fly better, slower. <laughs> so um, the sensation of putting it on was like, um, the, the whole plane felt softer once you put the flaps down, mm. kind of like when you're driving in grass, ah, everything's kind of ugh, like unresponsive Yeah, because the ground is now flexing under the tires. Mm. That's how the plane felt. So you like two clicks of flaps, like lower them halfway. And now the plane was kind of like floppy. It wasn't flying smooth anymore. It's kind of going, Ugh, and I was like overcorrecting. He says, just aim for there, aim, aim for there. <laughs> just aim at that. And I'm like going left and right and left and right. Yeah. And it felt like the plane was 
descending down like a leaf falling from a tree, like wee, 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 mm. wee, wee. And I noticed that when he lands, the plane doesn't do that. Yeah. So he's doing stuff that I don't know how it's doing. So uh, Kodiak RS says flaps are like a transmission for your wing. The more flaps you have, the lower. You oh, the lower the gear. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Um, so I, uh, he says, just get it within 100 feet. And then, then he takes the controls and like does the last bit. Yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing at some point he's just going to have me go lower and lower and lower. And probably at some point he's just going to have me just fly over the grass, then fly over the grass and just touch it a little bit. Yeah. The weird thing is like planes kind of sit high, kind of high off the ground. And it's hard to tell like how high you are off and, hmm. Mm -hmm. um just make sure you flare yeah i rick flare <laughs> I, ought, I ought to do that like yell out in the plane like yeah i mean it's kind of a hard to do without blowing out your throat derek duke says flying is such a white guy hobby tell that to michael dorn yeah who is anyone to argue with Worf? Worf. Of course, maybe that's like, like he was on like a bunch. I think they gave Michael Dorn like an aviation show in like the early 2000s when, wait, how how late did the Deep Space Nine go? Was that in the It was 2000s? late 90s. Oh. It was like 97, oh, okay. 98. So it might have been like 2000. I remember there was like a Michael Dorn show. I'm talking out my ass. Did Michael Dorn get his own show? I'm Michael Dorn. <laughs> uh or maybe it was just like an air force thing. And then like, he just shows up. That's like one of my dreams. Like I'm at an air show and there's Michael Dorn. Huh. But then like, hi, you were my childhood. And he probably has like a canned response to that. I was at a comic con with Michael Dorn, but I really? didn't, well, I mean, I didn't meet him because it was like one of those things where, you know, you pay like your $45 or whatever to pay to meet him. And I'm like, I, I like Michael Dorn and I respect Michael Dorn a lot and I appreciate everything he's done uh, to provide me with entertainment over yeah. the years, but not in the like pay money to meet this man kind of way. Right. Like, you know, when, like when I met Ric Flair, that was like $45 and that was like, yeah, of course I'm going to pay this fucking Ric Flair. Like, it, and it's man, weird. He's the age of my mom now. He's like, yeah, but he was born in 1952. Yeah, but his years have been way harder uh, than because he's is yeah no, but uh, it's funny because I think ultimately in 2012, Dorn announced his desire to return to his Klingon role in the television series tentatively called Star Trek: Captain Worf. I don't know what happened to that. I hope he shows up on like lower decks or something like that. <laughs> they got John Lalanche Lalant to do it, to do Q again. John yeah. Lalanche. Oh, I have no idea. The filmography. Because I didn't really get he in. He was with in Rocky. Voyager. Oh, Apollo Creed's bodyguard, uncredited. Wow. It's, um, it's, it's John Delancey, they're saying, possibly. Um, I don't know. I find it weird that there's like this resurgence of Star Trek that completely misses the point of what Star Trek is supposed to be, like the thrill and excitement of exploration. Yeah. Uh, we 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 
talked about this last week about the getting the sidetracked on the Star Trek yeah. conversation and how lower decks is kind of, you know, lower decks. But um, I don't know. Like there's plenty of series that aren't what they were when Vegas they started. XLR. In the early 2000s as like, as like Regis Mark, I guess he was a robot or something. Wow. He was in Family Guy as himself. Yeah, they got the, that whole like first, or uh, they had the whole like next generation cast on as themselves, um, including Will Wheaton. He was but, in UGO, one of the video games of it. Mm. Whatever the Lion Guard is. Oh, I have no loving and idea. 2018, OK, KO, Let's Be Heroes. I wonder what that is. Some deep thing here. And then he was in a million video games. Yeah. Any ones I played. That's like where the money is, yeah, I feel is. like. He was in Fallout New Vegas as Marcus. I never played that game. He was in Mass Effect 2. As? Just uh, a voice. Gatatod Uvek. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> he was in Saints Row 2. Now we're getting back to 2000s games when, you know, before it was a thing. And then, then all the stuff is like... um star trek stuff uh but, 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 but it would be cool to kind of like just randomly run into michael dorn um i mean i've always wondered like because when i got like angela white to do the ford explorer review yeah. i just messaged her on, uh, on i just dm'd her and she agreed to it Sweet. and it and it made me think like who else would that work with? Yeah. Like how far could I potentially take this? Yeah. Like who else could I maybe get? And I'm wondering to what extent, you know, I'm not saying like Michael Dorn would, you know, but I'm like, if we got to a big enough point where we're like, Hey, Michael Dorn, do you want to like show up in a, in the same way that like Patrick George cameoed, where it was just like yeah. video on his end, very like, doesn't have to do anything you know it's just like what my, what did you ask her just say hey can you record something or uh yeah and it was very much like hey if you have the time to do this great um i don't know if a contract that you may have signed prohibits you from doing anything like weird or ridiculous like this but um i don't know uh, i forget exactly what i asked uh, to do, but I'm just like, yeah, you know, whatever, if you can do it great, if not like, Hey, you know, still going to support and, uh, be a fan. So it's not Steve G. I see your super chat. We'll talk to it in a little bit, but bump that email. Like right now, Yeah, go to that email and bump it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that was pretty much it. And then like next thing I know, I have this thing in my inbox and I'm like, you know, cream in my jeans, not literally, but yeah, also a little bit literally, but it's something where, uh, I don't know, makes me think, but again, it's something where you have to sort of measure your expectations, I suppose, because mm. I wasn't really expecting anything. So yeah. it's, it's a nice little cameo to have if you can get it as all cameos are. So yeah. yeah. Maybe I should start small. Cause I still want Mark Swint to do something. I mean, he's only way down in Philly. Like, I wonder if Mark Swint would just like, He's another voice actor. You've probably heard him on like Transformers and stuff like that. He lives down in Philly and I did his friends. He's big into like um, GM and like Firebirds and stuff. Mm. And I should say, yo, Mark, like I literally I'd have him on the podcast um, if he like wanted to get out of get out of Philly for a little bit. 
Yeah, no. I still have not properly utilized this house. I have like the guest accommodations. I mean, Tony stayed, Jess McAndrews stayed, and um, Ivan, the filmmaker, Ivan Verland stayed one night. Um, uh, well, yeah. Shall we get to it? We've been, uh, uh, yeah. It's been a half an hour. But first, let me just uh, get the monkey nuts. Get the they're a delicacy in countries you'll never visit. They're monkey nuts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they make monkey it. nuts. Oh, they're full of disease. They're monkey nuts. Fucking monkey nuts. I think they make you eat them on Survivor. Ew. Fucking monkey nuts. So there's monkey this monkey nuts. So there's this guy who keeps asking, "What do you think?" If of I will, you <laughs> eat my monkey nuts. $1.69 for you to say monkey nuts again. <laughs> uh, this has more singing than the dinner debonair. Um, I'm going to sing for my monkey nuts. Uh, so what do you think about an MK1 as a first car? And then the person proceeds not to like name any model or make of it. All right. I'm guessing he's going to say Mark 1 Golf. Yeah. It's okay. It's what it was made for. It's a normal car. I mean, it's not going to be fast. It's going to be loud. It's going to be uncomfortable. And you're going to have to work on it. Or you're going to talk about a Mark One AW11. Well, if it was an AW11, you know, an MR2, they they would have said that. I think a Mark One. I'm guessing Golf. Mark One Golf. Mark One. Mark golf, One Celica. Mark clearly a Mark One Celica Supra. Honestly, it's Toyota. It'd probably be fine. You know, good luck. Good luck in wintertime. Yeah. But uh but the, but the, up and at them up and at them get it up my ass mm. Mm. ah Pez dispenser full of viagra i'll take it up my ass i'll have a, i'll have a boner until the next election cycle I'll be at the post office with a boner. On November 1st, uh, I'm getting you like the largest handle of alcohol. <laughs> like ever. Oh, I'm wait, looking no. forward to November 1st because then I can drink. Yeah. And everything. Of course, I'm not looking forward to have to do push-ups, but I wonder that's how you're gonna be on the that's gonna be have to be on the 31st. It's gonna be not this Saturday, but next Saturday. I wonder to what extent like your body is going to have to reacclimate to booze so that like you have one beer and you're like done. You know what I mean? Yeah, it'd be fine. I got a fridge full of beer. Someone just keeps saying Porsche 996. <clears throat> I don't know what that means. Yeah, no, I have no loving idea. Super chats in my ass. Roll up a dollar bill and cure my cancer. Super chats and current activity. I need a better song. I can't do voices like Nick Mullen, but I'll try. We're still on 85, man. This is a lot. I got nothing to do. Uh, but, uh, starting with New York Life 12. I have a lot to explain to my Uber passengers. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Nick H, Peepoo Sandwich. Yep. Birard, $1.69 up my ass. Thank you. Out 
My biteness says, I didn't realize how cute y'all were. Thirsty. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. I get lonely in Pennsylvania. Massage my taint. Don't look me in the eye. Do it front ways. Just look over my shoulder at the wall. <laughs> Pleasure me, but don't look at me. Sterling Bechtel. I'm a truck driver and use public facilities professionally. It's part of your profession, pissing in public, pissing in my cab, <laughs> giving it back because it's a rental. Or it's part of a fleet, not mine, but it's my piss <laughs> on the floor of the cab. There's got to be some guy who's like long haul trucking and had to pee and literally had nothing. It was like, well, pissing in the truck. Yeah. Alex Russett says, hey, guys, hope all is well. All is not well, man. I miss ca I miss candy. I miss. You know what I miss most? Cream cheese. Oh, no, cream. Yo, excuse me. Cheesecake. Cheesecake. Simple from the grocery store. It's probably nothing special. They're probably making 50% profit on it. I don't give a shit. I can get cheesecake and then bring it home because there is no cheese. You know, it's cheesecake factory. I think it's like KOP. Yeah. Yeah. And that one's always has like an insane weight, which is why I've never been to a cheesecake factory. And also because I have no desire to go. Yeah. Like it's one of those weird things where it's like, well, okay, it's cheesecake. Like I, I live in a town where you can go to like a mom and pop bakery and get a cheesecake that yeah. blow your fucking mind. Which one? Um, well, you have to be, specific but um off the top of my head there's like well one of them's dominican and so i don't know the name of the actual business i just know where it is mm. um and one is 80 cakes in west reading which won uh cake wars in um or no one cupcake wars on food network and so she has like a little banner that proclaims it which is cool Sweet. um it's kind of like local celebrity type thing but uh yeah i don't know that's just cheesecake that's oh when it's right it's right yeah it is bard says two dollars 69 buying an electric vehicle soon convince me not to no fucking do it yeah why not why not don't it let it i was looking i was at the gym the other day looking at chevy bolts people still want 20 grand for those things yeah I, why I, I, they're they're a really very nice small ev that gets decent range and you get that handbrake on the wheel mm. that kicks in the regen so you almost don't need brakes half the time yeah you just pull this little video game lever and the car slows down mm. and then you get miles back by doing that so yeah i'd like i mean we reviewed one I'm like this is really good but i just remembered it's 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 good it ain't 40 grand good yeah and it's not even 20 grand good like i'd be a buyer i think i like 15. Mm. But, you know i'd never get my money back and I don't have a fast charger, so it would just be like pulling off a 110 in my garage. Mm. Oh, cutting in with a regular chat question. I am Mike God asked, hi, Mr. Regular and Roman, longtime listener. Have you guys noticed the disappearance of coupe models over the past few decades? Today's market, the only coupes available are dedicated sports cars. Yep. Yeah, those little ones from the 90s are gone. No one. I, don't, I wonder what the last one was. Probably like the Celica in the 2000s. Probably. Like the last coupe. The last proper one. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him going away. 
You know, if you want to speculate, buy a really clean Celica GTS from the 2000s mm. and just hold on to that. You'll probably make your money back on that one. Maybe I should try to look at buying one of those or a Celica from the 90s. Good yeah, question. You're not going to find one for $1,000, though, probably or less. I'm like completely blown out one. Mm. Rafael Varga with $2 euro says, cheat menu activated. It sure is. Cheating on my wife with a man. Gizmo Lipstick doesn't have a question, but $16.99. Double nice. Thank you. Uh, do I want that ginger tea? You do. Nikki Kebab says, would you guys be interested in reviewing a first-gen Tacoma again? Did we do a first-gen Tacoma? I don't remember. We I know we've done TRD a. Pro. Yeah. In uh, Tacoma. I think what we did was, oh, it's my old uh, roommate's uh, Tyler Grimm's Tacoma. That may have been a first-gen, yeah. So no, we already did it. The answer is no. I mean, some cars uh, deserve a revisit. I don't think a Tacoma is one of them. Yeah, it's yeah. Um, a T100. Yeah, a predecessor to it or the Toyota pickup that literally doesn't have a name. It's registered as the Toyota pickup. Mm. It just said Toyota on it. Those things go for money. Gizmo lipstick again. No question. But thank you for the European euros. Atomic puppet says, Brian, with your Mr. Regular Diaries, I've been wondering if they if they were authentically written or a sort of writing exercise, not based on actual experiences. Well, they're all based on actual experiences. Some of them are just like me listing what's going on. Yeah, they were all pretty much, now there's exaggeration, of course. There's free association big time. So you have to take, you, you can't assume that Mr. Regular is a reliable narrator. Yeah. The, 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 the truth is in the lies. I think that's a line from TV Space Nine. Like everything I say, everything I say is true, even the lies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same with my diaries, at least, where like, okay, maybe I'm not including everything or I'm eliding certain details to get to a more succinct point. Like, for instance, there was one diary where like, I separated two things that happened on the same day to happen on different days mm -hmm. just for efficiency reasons but i'm not necessarily changing what happened um right because life doesn't orient itself around the structure of fiction all the time mm -hmm. so i don't know but i want it to be you know enter entertaining uh for people to watch or listen to so i don't know i'm not gonna my armpits smell like another man I'm all out of deodorant. Wait, I think I have some in my travel bag. I have some in my car. I don't know why. That's, I, a, that's a really good move. I have a stick of Old Spice in my that's a really good move. driver's cubby hole. It's weird. Cameron says one more fiver for a case of Evian to split between you all for sober October. Thank you. Thank you. What do you think of the General Motors Corporation Hummer electric vehicle? I think it's fine. <laughs> I like to drive it. Yeah, why not? If, um, if it makes racists, <laughs> it's a car for racists to like electric vehicles. That's it, how they're going to corner the market on white supremacy. 
if this doesn't get well monetization is is disabled for this so that's how you're going to get the guys with the big homemade political signs to drive an electric vehicle yeah have it be a tribute to war well yeah it's how you get the the you know steak eaters and grilled chicken breast crowd to eat salad basically yeah. and it's the same thing of uh with this it feels like a guy trying to um overcorrect into uh the pc area to make up for uh problematic past that hasn't come to light yet yeah you know maybe he had a lot of like gray area encounters in his college years his son came out as trans and now he's all in but like in a kind of like overcorrecting, disingenuous way yeah it's like if you're gonna accept your kid just fucking accept your kid you know um but i mean also be accepting of other people you know but you don't need to like go yeah. way over the top. It's like how, um, you know, I don't know. It's the equivalent of like, ugh, I don't know. It's just opinions and everybody having them. And it's exhausting that everybody has them mm -hmm. and that everybody has the platform to spread them at the widest possible range. Wide like the assholes of the men I fuck <laughs> on the golf course. Man, I, I plan. Wide men, asshole, golf course. <laughs> EA Sports, it's in the asshole. I plan on uh, maintaining my streak of never setting a single toe on a golf course <laughs> as a matter of principle. Um, I mean, I'm sure that it's, it's like fine. a park, but it sucks. Yeah, <laughs> it's like there's nothing you can't there. Run, you can't play. Yeah, it's like going to a board. It's like your aunt's favorite restaurant is Perkins. Yeah. It's, it's like a restaurant that's like. Uh, there was a meme of this, like people in small towns want to take you to, they know a place and it's a shot of a strip mall. Yeah. And it's like strip mall Chinese, like the best place in town, like for people with no taste. And yeah. it's weird. Like our friend Jeff Weissman loves golf, but he has no qualms about what it is. Yeah. Like I get bored on, on golf courses just so much. Like I will play like three holes and like, I'm done. This is stupid. Yeah, I like driving ranges. I don't have to go find the ball. I just watch it fly through the air. Yeah, that's driving ranges are great. Miniature golf. That's a fun time. I don't remember if I've ever mini golfed before. Really? I if I did, it would have been uh, too young for me to remember. Um, maybe I'm just thinking of that episode of The Simpsons where Bart and mm -hmm. Flanders kid were in that mini golf tournament because when you watch a lot of TV as a youth, you end up conflating them with your own memories. Mm. <laughs> oh, on the subject of the, the, the electric Hummer though, yeah. it's that I don't expect it to do well in spite of the fact that like they're trying something different. Um, because ultimately it's, something that that crowd isn't necessarily asking for. And I know mm. that sometimes you have to prepare in advance of giving people what it is they want before they know they want it, but there's no way to know for sure that this is something that people are actually prepared to receive. You know, it's something that- Harley Davidson Live, live Wire. They made that electric motorcycle Everybody talked about it for a while and now people are like, uh. yeah, it's like that. It's like non-alcoholic duff. 
you know, when they're no, like, that's the anime. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a smooth taste of Duff non-alcoholic. Duff zero. Duff zero, yeah. That's got to be a meme. Yeah. No, that's the anime. <laughs> Mikey says, hey, I've been watching for about four years now. My first video was the yard man. Yeah, going back there. Man, part of that, like I had a throwaway joke in that one where um, I'm in the bathroom at the now bulldozed Skookle Mall. The Skookle Mall. We're better than ever. We're better than ever for you. <laughs> was that, that the that, real song? Yeah, that was the real song. I have the literally Skookle never heard Mall. this before. Like um, uh, uh, the guy who does the Dead Mall series went to the Skookle Mall and, and did it while, while it was, it's bulldozed now. Yeah. yeah. I think it's becoming like a... I think they, the person who, uh, the company who bought the parcel of land, I think is just going to have like a semi truck depot there. Hmm. It kind of works because it's near Interstate 81, and that's pretty much it. Um, Dan Bell, yeah, this is Dan Bell. He went to the Schuylkill Mall, hmm. and like he showed the old like '90s commercial, and it's like the Schuylkill Mall. <laughs> we're bad. They ran that commercial into the 2000s, like when that mall really started going down. I the Schuylkill Mall. We're better than ever. We're better than ever for you. The, the Skookle Mall. We're beaver than never. We've got a call center inside. The Skookle Mall. It's lots of empty space and a dialysis center is now open. Like it got really weird at the end. There was a wow. dialysis center. There was a call center. There was like this MMA gym that was open for three seconds. Wow. And like the last two things, there was a Dunham Sports that stayed until the end. There was a movie theater that was honestly really good there. And um, the deader the mall, the better the movie theater. Oh, man. So that was true. The fairgrounds, too. I like that movie theater. But now the fairgrounds mall is all but destroyed. Damn. Oh, they or, started knocking. Yeah, it down. they started knocking it down. That's mm -hmm. the only thing that's going to be left standing is uh the Boscovs and the oh, that's movie theater. Still be there? Probably. I mean, I That'd can't imagine. If they keep it. Yeah. What's funny is that when you go, it, and this is true of any dead mall that in Pennsylvania that has a Boscovs, is that if you go the mall, dead, 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 yeah. Boscovs alive, alive and thriving. Yeah. It's just like same it, with the Boscovs here. Yeah. It's, you know, hey, it's they're kicking it. Greenery, greenery's ready to sit you or oh. seat you. It's just yeah. Uh, for people outside Pennsylvania, what we're talking about is a chain, a local chain of department stores. Yes. And inside the greenery is there's a little like cafe. It's literally like a diner inside. Yeah. And uh, they got like a bar, like a diner bar. Like you yeah. sit on stools or there's a bunch of booths and tables. And it's just simple like food fare. Yeah. And I remember my thing was I'd like a BLT and they'd make a BLT in this bar. The bread and it was super succulent. And um, what am I thinking about? And the the interesting thing about Boscovs is they don't have checkout lanes like at a Target or anything like that. They have the sales counters are like scattered throughout the store. Uh, yeah, it, each to their own department. Yeah, but sometimes the checkout counters in a given department will not be manned. Yeah, there's and no so, one there, so you, you gotta walk around and find a, a sales desk that's open. Yeah, you'll end up paying for like your underwear at the perfume counter yeah, or something. Yeah. It's just some random thing. And it, what's funny about it is that like I I 
feel like, and I use that phrase too much, what's funny about it, but it is funny in the sense that this is a place that very much uh, is tailored to elderly yeah. individuals, even in its heyday, yeah. which I mean, I don't They're trying think... to be classy. They still got they got chandeliers in there. Yeah. yeah. When you walk into a Boscov's, you would never know that it was on the decline because it feels very much like the I guess like how Macy's is kind of like nice looking, but yeah. also it looks very um nationwide where they have like all these advertisements that are like professional advertisements because yeah. this is a national brand boscov's really isn't and so it feels more local and it mm -hmm. feels more you know they have their you know gaming section or not video gaming but i mean like you know if you're gonna go hunting here's your outfit yeah um but like they don't actually sell guns they used to did they like i don't recall 90, well mine did Oh, in the 90s, you can get. I even got a fishing license there once. Wow. Well, yeah. Do you, yeah, you can still get a fishing license okay. at a Boscov's today. Okay. Um, it's just they used to have tools and electronics, and they used to sell video games and stuff. But yeah, they, they they got rid of that. And what I would always remember about the Boscov's is that all the CDs were encased in this like oh, weapon, yeah. like the whole thing that like, and it has that little like handle at the bottom. Yeah. Uh, can't steal it. Thing. Yeah. All I really wanted was to like sword fight my brother with those things yeah. but like i just knew we would break them and back then cd is like 1999 yeah. for eagle eye cherry oh. it's just like which i have that album, the heyday of when you were paid crazy money for new albums yeah oh man boscovs if you ever get a chance not every boscovs will have a greenery like the berkshire mall boscovs doesn't because it used to be something else so any converted boscovs what oh a corgi i think is is it with somebody? Wait, is there literally just a dog outside? Oh wait, no, that's a cat. Why did oh. I think that was a oh because of the bushes and the amount of like fallen leaves? I mean, it's, is it walking down the sidewalk? No, it's coming right up to your gate. Oh hell yeah! Oh, it's at my gate. Aww. Oh come on! Oh come on! Oh oh! Oh, it's coming into oh, my yard. It's in. Uh, it's, it's in my yard. This is now it's looking around. Yard. It belongs to him now. I'm sorry. Is it going to walk down my thing? It's it's looking around. It knows it's in a, in a different place. All right. It's walking to my side door. All right. Let's. Where's it going? <laughs> this is like. Uh, and away he goes. Oh, uh, did he run away? No, no, no. I saw him going right down towards the walkway. Oh, is he on the, the porch yet? No, I don't see him anymore because I can't see that far out. No, I don't see anything. That's weird. He just vanished. How can cats do that? Are they Batman? I'm gonna go out the door and meow. Go for it. This is what happens on the, uh, you know, RCR podcast. Sometimes the show gets interrupted by a cat. It heard me open the door and then ran back under, it ran under your car. Oh, I have every confidence that cat will return. Okay. Um, uh, P Melling 2293 says, how much rust is too much rust? 
you can stick your finger through it. That's too much rust for a passenger car. Not enough for a Chevy C10 pickup truck. Good question. Killer Knee says, hey, guys, finally able to catch your live stream. Here's a few bucks to bank your beer money for the next month. Hell yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's the way to do it. Use your money to buy gin and vermouth and a whole bunch of olives. Oh, a uh, quick question from the regular chat. Mm -hmm. uh, Disco Ball Gaming asks, what do you think of Willie's Jeep bo Jeepy Boys? Oh, you mean the people who want to pretend they're in war? Seems like it, yeah. Yeah. It's just like... It's, I'm going to war. My grandfather didn't accept me, but maybe if I do this, he will when I get to heaven. God, I wish I was in war. I'm going to... That's, that's for people like... People who drive those Jeeps imagine that all war is is saluting. <laughs> Yeah. It's saluting and it's saluting and parades. Like that's what people think war is. Yeah. They don't realize it. Like pe people rolling around in those war era Jeeps are the people who are rewriting their high school years and making themselves sound better. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, every, uh, most people do that, but yeah. the difference is most people do that in their minds yeah. and not out loud. <laughs> this is, we're in the generation of saying the quiet part loud. Yeah. And uh, I, I can't have it. I won't have it. Not in my life. Mm. I mean, it's just cosplay. It's cos cosplay. Yeah. It's, it's for people who, We'd see these people at Midwest. We, I would see these people at Midwest. For, they're probably out there. There's probably a bunch of people at Midwest Fur Fest who have those fucking Jeeps. <laughs> Freaking unidirectional tires. I've never driven one. I, I'll, I'll bet they're completely delightful and crappy. Like like the car we drove today was the most elegant turd I've ever I've ever driven. Mm. I mean, I mean, it was great. But here's a clue of what I was driven. Handmade doesn't mean good. No. 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 I mean, I think like that car, you know, was from an era when there was what there was no technology to show off. Mm. Probably the craziest thing about that is it has an electric roof. Although the 63 Galaxy I drove also had an electric roof. So that's not really special. Electric windows is probably the most elegant thing it had and factory air conditioning huh. in 1968. But the rest of it all had to do with the materials of the interior. I think that's where the money was in that it was damn comfortable in there. And I, in a way that the guy was explaining to me in a way that like a Cadillac or an American car could never be. I'm getting I'm kind of giving it away now what possibly could be yeah. something that comfortable from the 60s. I mean, by the time that actually comes yeah, out, though, no one will remember this. This, this podcast. Yeah. Not too many people listen to this podcast. It's true. Um, Jack Lay says, my Kunkelman sticker got here for my Trailblazer. Now everybody behind me will know that my, about my terrible credit score was approved at Kunkelman Chevrolet. Ah, <laughs> tremendous. Submit to savings. So <laughs> That's a good line. <laughs> uh, Mandarin Pace, I believe I'm saying that right, says, help, I've tucked my shirt into my underpants. Um... I've done that. There's also, there was also this one teacher from high school, Mr. Unger, who would occasionally tuck his pants into his socks. Huh. I wonder why. Is it to keep the rats out? Yeah, just like from The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
I think he was like an umpire, but I don't see that how that's connected. That was the only thing we knew that was different about Mr. Unger is that he was a baseball umpire. Yeah, that that's hmm. That is a an oddity. Yeah. Good question, I guess. Zach Heilman says, uh, "Thank you for your donation, and thank you for your donation, Meriden. Which brown is best brown? The one I don't have to look at." The, the, like in the, the, the in, in the spirit, bowl. in spirit, I guess that's what they're talking about. Or maybe they're just saying brown because they know I say brown a lot. Oh, but I won't, I won't sit, but thank you so much for your donation. Uh, my headache is getting worse. There goes a person on the sidewalk. Do they know whose cat it is? It's probably them and they're looking for their cat. I wonder if that is the poop that core, that Corey's Corgi dog. Corey came by the other day. Well, she was helping me with that trunk or treat thing. And her dog, Leela, started rolling around in the backyard and they realized it was rolling in poo. So, oh. so we had to come in and wash the dog off um, in the sink over there by the kitchen. Not the kitchen sink, but the sink in the bathroom off the side of the kitchen. And uh, I'm wondering if, if that cat is the poo that I've been, I've been uh, discovering in the yard. So that's the brown you don't want to look at? Maybe. Well, cats bury their poo, not just leave it. So that's if anything, true. the cat would be digging its digging into like, there's not too much dirt in my yard. The only dirt is like around the side of the garage. So who knows? Who knows? I want to make friends with that cat. Yes. Um, because race car, thank you for the donation, says looking for a winter beater. $3,000 max. You can buy nearly any old Subaru for that. Manual, all-wheel drive, some ground clearance. You're, you're talking Forester land. I live in southern Pennsylvania, so I can assume you're winning. Like, yeah, for $3,000, you can get uh, an old Subaru or a Toyota RAV4. Subarus tend to hold your value, so uh, Subaru Forester, Toyota RAV4, Honda CRV. Those are my three recommendations. Yes. Don't come at me with that Suzuki four-wheel drive thing. Get out of there. We're talking reliable things for $3,000. Yep. Good question. Um, we've been at this for over an hour. Uh, could you fetch a sign? Thank you. Lo-fi camping guy. Uh, showing up to Mr. Regular singing about batteries with no context is glorious. Thank you. Now everybody gets to see my default spot. This is awesome, which is great because I don't really. Hey, you can throw that out. No, no, no. It I should just... get like gradually destroyed. This sign. Yeah. No, it's it is. Where is Bart anyway? His dinner's getting all cold and eaten. <laughs> Lo-fi camping guy. Oh, I did you. Thank you. Thank you. Boris, Boris Tilas, Talas Karloff. Wouldn't be a day without you. Thank you. Elon marked the price of the Model S down to 69420. Man is so blessed. Thank you. Thank you, people who write tweets for Elon or whatever. <laughs> Thank you for your handlers. Imagine for making a sex and weed joke. I couldn't imagine being Elon Musk's uh, like social media manager. Mm. That just sounds like the most thankless task in the history of due diligence. Gregory Stephenson. Thank you for your generous donation. Thank you. 
Thoughts on the recent Harley Dana FXR Sportster scene? Semi customs with tall shocks, mid pegs, handling fresh a fresh practical take on Harley Davidson's moving away from the boomer baggers, or not more of the same? Well, they're not going for the twenty crowd because no one has money. They're going for my crowd, the people who are about to turn forty. Mm. They want Gen X crowd. Um, best of luck to you. I don't want one. You got to get your price down to like you know. You can't even buy a used Harley for five grand. It's it's a luxury good. What can I what can I say? Harley Davidsons will always be luxury motorcycles because they have luxury motorcycle prices. Mm. Mm. A practical take. I've never a practical. Well, a dresser is kind of practical. A soft tail with some nice big soft bags on it is practical. I look at Harley Davidson's like I look at God. I have no problem with the bike. It's the fan club I can't stand. I think they're the greatest thing in the world. They're a bike. So that's what I think about them. I don't. Uh, thank you for your donation, and thank you for your question. Oh, yeah. That's good water. That's where it's at. Camera fall over the wall. Loving the content, lady. Thank you, camera bird. If you're ever down in Florida, I have a lightly modified 2019 Veloster N. Yeah, I didn't, we didn't do the N yet. I'm thinking you all would enjoy. Make sure to send. I'll make sure to send an email. Thank you. Um, anyways, you all have a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Did they really say y'all in Florida? I believe they do. See, when I see hear people saying y'all in Pennsylvania, it's people trying to be folksy mm. i've never heard a sincere i've never heard a effortless y'all in pennsylvania it's always forced it doesn't come out nat naturally to northerners and anyone who does it is putting on the aff affectation of what they believe the heartland sounds like i heard it very easy in north and south carolina there it came out there it came out like uh like people say water. Uh, yeah. It's weird. I hear y'all more than I ever heard water. And I, well, I've said y'all plenty of times, but mostly because I'm lazy. Mm. So saying y'all is just easier. Mm. But mostly I use it with family. Like just, you know, y'all be ready. Oh, for crying out loud, people, we read the super chats in the order in which we get them. Mm. We will get to the one eventually. Chill. Yeah. Django, I believe, says, would you review my Cessna 150? Who's to say I didn't already have one in the bank? Uh-oh. Cessna 150, Pucomatic 9000. That's such a light plane. Uh, yeah, big hint on that. <laughs> uh, I have yet to write that thing. But short answer, it may have already happened. But thank you for your donation. I appreciate it. Camera Bird again says, invest in aftermarket steering wheel cover. Call it a build, buy new balances and throw a laptop at your neighbor. <laughs> I guess. All right. I guess invest. Over $30,000 invested. Bullshit. Your classic car is still worth 12 grand. <laughs> Stonks. Stonks. <laughs> 
Uh, good scene, especially because I wear new balances. Thank you, Camera Bird. Steve G, thank you for your generous donation. I sent an email about my 2006 four-door Accord V6 manual. Link me. If you are interested, I'm looking to sell it. Okay. I will open my email now. It's been a while. Hopefully you bumped it. Oh, you're in, uh, over here, over in Manchester. Steve says, I wanted to reach out because a few times on the podcast, you mentioned that the 6MT Accords were only two doors. Well, they didn't make very many, many but I have a 2006 four-door that I have and I'm actually looking to sell. It's yours to review if you want the complete Accord family of reviews. Otherwise, I thought you may be interested in it as a project since you lamented it would be a good choice if you if it were only available in four doors. I'm about halfway between Harrisburg and York off 83. Yeah, I don't know, yeah, I don't know where Manchester is. But could meet up somewhere or whatever you normally do for reviews. I replaced it. I replaced it with a trunk that you could also review. What? Oh, I replaced it with a truck that you could also review if you wanted to. But I'll send a separate email on that. I'll try and catch one of the live podcasts so I can ping you guys with a super chat. I usually have to watch after, though. Feel free to call or text anytime, but probably text first so I know the answer and don't send the spam. Okay, that's a seventh generation Accord. Did you replace one of the doors? Unless it's like a trick of lighting. The rear door. There's the cat again. Going under the neighbor's porch. Maybe maybe it's just the neighbor's cat. The neighbor also has a dog, so maybe it gets dog food over there. Cats eat dog food. Um, I, I didn't know they did the yeah. Yeah, I'm interested, man. Uh. How many miles are on it? Headlights are a little phased. Yeah, I am kind of interested. Thank you. That's that's neat. Um, yeah, I'll probably give you a call. And thank you so much for paying me $20 to, <laughs> to have me buy your car. Um, yeah. You know, I'm taking a week off starting next week. Maybe I can just drive down. Nice. Ah, but, but uh, Ted's not doing, Ted's working like a million years on everything. He's the only guy I know down in that York area. Dub Nub says, hey, guys, love the Galaxy review and also the Pacer. Any interest in reviewing a 79 Dodge, a little Red Express? Yeah, I've seen one of those. I'd love to do one. Yeah. Love to do a little Red Express. Little Red Express. Red Express. I punch my dick, and that's what I call it after the... I, like damage my penis. <laughs> uh, every time I come, my penis gets smaller and redder. 
It's the size of a thimble most days. I'm not big enough to hit it from behind. I don't think so. Although to straight, be but my dick is gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. K. Kai K. Todd says thoughts on the GMC Hummer. We talked about this. Yeah, it's it's not gonna. Uh, okay, like every time I make a prediction that something isn't gonna succeed, it's a it's an outstanding success. Yeah. So the G, the new Hummer will probably succeed. Um. So, and I'm saying that to reinforce my actual opinion, which is that it will fail. But I mean, if the Hummer is around still, some, some go for it. If the Hummer is still around all this time you know it's like obviously there's a clientele for it and if there's a clientele for it then obviously they're still going to keep buying it and if they're going to keep buying it then obviously it's going to be a success so whatever maybe it's just like a curiosity thing you know um how's fred nudson i don't know i kind of want a new episode of down the rabbit hole and can't wait for it his content is outstanding. It's standing. Oh, that was a terrible accent. I don't even know what nationality it was supposed to be. Um, does anybody watch the new Netflix Unsolved Mysteries and feel that it's awful the same way that I do? Uh, because for the most part, it's kind of a... What I miss the most, other than a host and dramatic reenactments, are the cars. You know? They had some pretty badass uh, new... Um, or badass classics on the original unsolved mysteries. You know, I'm talking like K cars and uh, weird Chevy, like work vans and all those great things. And then they would set them on fire, which was sad, but you know, it's, it's something. I think part of the reason why the next RCR stories is one of my favorite is because it gets down to like the first few RCR stories that I ever did, which were kind of like, um, like bargain basement unsolved mysteries <laughs> because well i mean this one is kind of a solved mystery but it's also a crime so it's something that i had a lot more interest in researching rather than just doing like say the history of amc which i will get around to it's just i i'm trying not to be as granular as I usually am in the sense that I don't want to like, okay, in the beginning of time, I have to go all the way back to the beginning of, of uh, like the invention of the car to explain the origin of AMC, because you would have to talk about Nash Kelvinator and you'd have to talk about like this, that, and the other thing. And so I would, would want to take like a, a, a three act approach or maybe a four act approach where like, okay, no matter how involved the history of AMC would be, this is how long you have to tell its beginning. All right. So work on it, Nick, and just tell it as fast as you can. And then, you know, just uh, the second one, the second act. All right. This is the rise. And then this is the glory days and this is the fall. And then that's it. And you're done and you're in and out in like an hour maybe an hour, but you know, it's just, I don't want to, I don't want to do like these things that take six months to put together because like, realistically, I want to put RCR stories out. Like if it were up to me, I'd have them out like every month or every other month, but it's not realistic. So 
because they take a long time to research. So yeah, I don't know. Um, ultimately, uh, what do I think of the new VW rabbit? Well, I'm sure people want Brian's, uh, input on this more than mine, but, uh, I don't know. Like Volkswagen has like a very dedicated community around here to the point where I've never really understood it. And I feel like I, I don't know. Like it's just never really made sense to me. What do you think of the new VW rabbit? Remember the eighties? The Volkswagen remembers the 80s. Remember when your dick got hard? <laughs> remember jerking it to scrambled vision? Remember Hustler magazine? Volkswagen remembers. <laughs> Back then you understood the world. It was the 80s. Remember Michael Dukakis? <laughs> Volkswagen remembers Michael Dukakis. <laughs> Ugh. Remember the Commodore? No, you don't, because you're old. That's a funny thing. <laughs> oh, classic. I mean, of all the cars that I've seen, remember this is when, among them. Remember when? Remember when? When all POCs on television were moral minorities? Volkswagen remembers the '80s too. Yes. I mean, it's, it's, it's the eighties. It's It's like the rabbit. Hey, remember this car that kind of sucks? Well, now it's probably just an car. Is a Volkswagen rabbit still diesel or is it electric now? Uh, is, is Volkswagen doing diesels in the U S are they are doing, they doing the TDI ever? diesel? Not the, it's just, you know, I feel like Volkswagen has done diesel in the U.S. That Remember seems... when you understood technology? Yeah. Volkswagen's remembers on that. Get those years back again. Yeah. Remember when the most difficult piece of technology you owned was a calculator? Remember... Yeah. Remember going to the Mac machine <laughs> <laughs> and calling it the Mac machine, even though it's imp it's already in. Oh, wait, no. ATM machine is the one that's redundant. Mac is just money access center. Oh, yeah. I used my, to, we yeah. had my dad. Call, there used to be one down at Moyer's car care, but my dad called it the Mac machine. Mac machine was still technically was that just correct. A brand? Was that a brand of like yeah, teller machines? I, I assume so, as opposed okay. to like the generic, which is ATM. Kind of like how you can get a cotton swab or you can get a Q-tip. Okay. Ooh. So I am Mike God says, have you guys noticed the disappearance of coupe models? And, and we did that one, I guess. Thank you for the donation. Oh, I didn't I realize guess, it yeah, was a, yeah. You probably doubled down. Thank you. Oh, how many times must a man walk down before he'll suck your dick? And how many times must you pay off the, the guy at the pro shop <laughs> so he won't rat you out to your wife? Fucking the guy at the pro shop. <laughs> He'll shove a sleeve of balls in your asshole. 
range balls and they're unwashed. <laughs> Getting that gut flora in your asshole. It's mostly grass clippings and spilt two-stroke oil. Hyundai <laughs> uh, Scoop. My God. There you go. Marshall pent up my dick. Mr. Regular, you've mentioned Tally Hall. Yeah, I missed that band. I mean, they did a bunch. I mean, I, I missed that band in the same way. Like the, my whole thing with Tally Hall is that I graduated college in 2004 and they kind of came out in 2004 and it was, a, and I immediately missed college. Like I was out, I had a job kind of, yeah, I had a job. I was teaching at that tech school, ITT Tech. That was my first teaching job. Mm. And if you don't count substitute teaching, but every now and again, like my friends, Justin Romaley and Joe Runciman, we're still going to Kutztown. I think they were seniors. So I could have like a super, super senior. Like on the weekends, I would go drive back to Kutztown. We all go to Shorty's bar. And I and I got that college feeling back again. And I'd sleep on their couch in their on-campus apartment. And that was when Tally Hallwood came out. And I kind of like, I just want to go back in the womb of college. Yes. Like I don't like this world out here where all you do is work. Like, I understand it when people complain, like before the pandemic, it's like, all I do is work and go home. It's like, yeah, that's pretty much what your 20s are. Mm -hmm. um, just build your money and pay off your loans. That's because it sucks because you came off of four years of partying. Yeah. Came up of four years. It's Well, we had this conversation before. Like, it's it's about your crew. Yeah. Them around. Lose, the lose the glue, lose the crew. Yeah. Because there's always that one person who's the glue that holds it all together yeah marshall pence says mr regular you mentioned tally hall i'd like to know your favorite tracks i love banana man hidden in the sand hidden in the sand is great marvelous marvelous it's 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 a great album um they reference a ford windstar in that which is neat tug hutchins says thank you for your donation Reading Rings of Saturn by W.G. Seabell, and I really enjoy it. Any similar books you could recommend that deal with travel and history? Kombucha. Travel. Travel and history. I mean, I'm assuming so they're is not... Is this a nonfiction? Yeah, because if it's fiction, there's like... Well, Rings of Saturn, that sounds like sci-fi. Mm. I don't have the first idea. Uh, someone says transit by Anna Sagers. <coughs> oh, that's good ginger. <coughs> yeah, it is. <coughs> um, ginger and weed both have cough when they're good. <laughs> I don't want to wet my nose on that sock because I jerk off in it. Mm. It's washed. I wash them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, that's clean. Well, it's better to so. wash them and just have like, you know, you're done with it. You throw it onto the dude. pile and it shatters against the wall. <laughs> dude, in college, I had this T-shirt. I called it my spanker chief and I spelled it C-H-E-I-F, the chief <laughs> spanker. And I would not, like, I was disgusting in college. Like I had this shirt that I wrote spanker chief on it and red Sharpie. And I would just jerk off in it. Huh. It was my white rag. I guess I washed it from like time to time, but most of the time it just went back into this unused drawer in my desk in my dorm room. Mm. And I'd throw it at people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I freaking throw my cum rag at people. Get out of my room. Yeah. It was all freaking, it was just a, it was just a plain white t-shirt. 
with yeah. like yellow stains on it where you keep coming into it again <laughs> and again and again. Mm. Yeah, that's yeesh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tally Hall, great album. Uh, Rings of Saturn, uh, travel books. Read a... Uh, Hmm. Read uh, any of the iRobot books. There's a lot of travel in them. If you like science fiction, the old uh, the robot series from yeah. Isaac Asimov. Read it, that. Read like the first one, like Caves. Read the first one and then read Caves of Steel. And this is coming because Frederick Newton from the channel Down the Rabbit Hole recommended to me. I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of travel in them. It's sci-fi. It's great. I mean, it's Earth and like other planets and stuff, but yeah. Camera Bird says Hyundai Scope is like the ultimate non-existent regular car. I've never heard of the Hyundai Scope or Hyundai Scoop. It huh. must be something outside of these states united. Huh. Hmm. Good question, though. Thank you for your donation. Yeah. Third one. Smudge says, and thank you for your donation, Smudge. Are there any cars you refuse to review? too expensive or otherwise it's not the car itself is that who owns it like if my dad has this and i can ask him if you can do it and it's like the question i always ask like if if so and so they like try to volunteer someone else's car yeah and it's like i asked them and they said it's okay and it's like first of all are they okay with some gay guy about to talk about dicks like your car and comparing it to like sexual things are they going to be cool with that i'll bet your dad and his freaking 64 impala isn't going to be cool with that. So if it's like someone else's car, it's like, I have to talk to them. And I, and I used to do that one or two times. And then like, I'd talk to them and they, they, I'd be like knowing that I'm getting their son or their friend in trouble on the phone. Like, he, did he tell you what this is? And he's like, he told me you're a car show. It's like, no, it's like, it's like stand up comedy kind of. Like, I'm going to be making sexual jokes about the car, about you, and other things. And they're like, whoa, they get really weird on the phone. So, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I can't review someone. I can't review your friend's car. I can't review your parents' car. I can't review your brother's car. I can review your car. Thank you, Smudge. Great question. Acoustic Theory, there's a familiar name. Thank you for your donation. I have to be careful in this chat because it's a work laptop and they could be watching, but here's some free money. Yeah, no problem. What, you got a key logger on your work laptop? That's some draconian shit right there. Yeah, it is. This tea is helping my headache, though. That's good. My sober headache. Swollen 97, swollen 97. Stay swole since 97. I can't, can't stay. I'll watch the recording later. Do you think the Hummer EV will be GM's competitor, the Jeep and Bronco? Not at the same price point. I mean, a Bronco, they're going to they're gonna crank those things out. The Bronco, for a while, is going to be this premium product. They're not going to say they have warehouses full of these things. Yeah, no. But crank it, like, cranking out the Hummer EV, it's going uh, to be kind of like the Bolt or something like that. Um, or is it going to be like the Bolt? The Bolt is practical. Who knows what the Hummer EV is going to be? I'd love to get my hands on it. Will GM ever give me one? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, no. I mean, that seems Did like an uphill battle. Cars? Oh, never. Closest thing we got is like the prime driven Evo 9. Yeah. 
fast cars. I just want something new to drive daily like the other successful YouTubers, but I can't. We've got someone dropping a C note here on Ooh. us. Thank you, Aaron Real. Love your Land oh. Cruiser review. Thank you. Thank you. I now daily a 2003 RAV4 five speed and it's a blast. I still have my 1995 Land Cruiser and I have submitted it to your channel. Do you think I should really worry about parts availability and future Toyota vehicles from the 90s? Perhaps. Um, it may be that some parts will get hard to find, some like luxury parts, stuff like early adaptive suspension, uh, center differentials if they are there, transmission parts. Um, your nuts and bolts thing, your brakes, your brake calipers, the consumables, though the many third parties will be making them. But when it comes to things like uh, 90s climate control modules, that's going to be tough. Heater cores, you can probably still get them, but it, it'll be the stuff deep inside the engine that's going to be, or, well engine itself i mean does it have variable timing um uh, i think part of the issue is that with any parts yes they're going to be hard to find but they're going to be available but they're going to make you pay a premium to get them whoever has them mm -hmm. so that i think something from the 90s is still within reason yeah. Um, as far as uh, being able to find parts for it, but it's just you're not going to find them cheaply and you're not going to find them easily, I don't think. It, it'll be there. Like there'll be places on eBay that'll have them. Um, the next question is Have you have been having problems getting parts for a 95 Land Cruiser? Now, the Land Cruiser uh, community exists. So there will be parts through parts hoarders and things like that. So if you can't find it, someone else probably can. Yeah. So that's the good news about having a, a halo car, that there is a community around it. Good question. And thank you so much for $100. I appreciate that. It will be spent wisely. Yes, thank you. Lewis Huddleston says, I really loved your guys' Galaxy video. Thank you. What's your opinion on the Porsche 996? Parshas and me are, uh, I look at them and I have yet to distinguish any of them. The only one I have any vague interest in right now is a, is a uh, the 914. Uh, what's one quirky feature you guys wish they still had in cars? Um, Tape decks a little bit. I, just because I it's a childish thing, but just because um, the same reason that people use fidget spinners to distract themselves, like the little cigarette, the ashtrays, the up and down. And oh, up and yeah, down. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I can imagine I'd just be on the road with one hand, just going, yeah, yep. just flicking the old thing. Yeah, it reminds me, my parents had like a, a Lincoln Town car from like the 80s, like the one they were when they were really, really square and tried to have like a grill and stuff. That had a bunch of um, ashtrays in it. Uh, yeah, quirky features. The the cigarette lighter in there, the push in, pop out. My dad always used to say, you know, that's handy if you ever break down and you have to start a fire. <laughs> it's like, what, are you going to camp? 
immediately. The irony of this is that I just read a short story from a collection by Annie Prue that uh, the legendary author, and it ends with like an old man, like essentially dying in the snow covered wilderness because his car breaks down in an otherwise residential area. It's just, there's a house that's like, three miles that way and he's like 87 years old oh. and he can't you know give it it's not like sad it's just like kind of this same tableau of you know man against nature but also man against himself because he's stubborn mm -hmm. so i don't know it's now like if his car broke down and he was able to start a fire that would have been helpful yeah so i i don't know maybe your dad is on to something Man versus nature, the road to victory. <laughs> Sandeep Singh. Yeah, we had a sing in high school. Um, I've been watching RCR for a while now. One of my favorite episodes is the Dodge Avenger. You guys are the absolute best. Thank you. The Dodge Avenger, of course, had to come down because uh, styles of comedy have moved on, and I didn't like the tone that that video took. Um, it wasn't like as the time went on. It's like that's really not imagine that imaginative, imaginative, imaginative. Yeah, Mike E. But but yes, thank you so much. Maybe we'll re but like we'll revisit the Dodge Avenger, but the older one that when it actually was that coupe that Chrysler it was half Mitsubishi. Yeah. Um, thing that thing was kind of cool. Huh. It was completely different than the four door Avenger. Yeah. Um, but the, but the uh, Mike E. said one piece garage door or sectional. Oh, one piece. Yeah. Why why would you why would sectional? you have two? My, my yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. Yeah. I mean, I could understand it if it's something where, okay, you, you have a garage and it just opens and there's already a car in there and it's parked in such a way that another one won't fit in there. But in that case, you're, you don't have a garage that's big enough to have two cars side by side. Yeah. And, you know, they can only be in successive you know, straightforward parking, then of course, like the one is going to make sense. But if you have a big enough, if you have a two car garage and they can be side by side, then okay, maybe the section will make sense. But at the end of the day, I still don't see the point because you're just allocating more like, just, I don't know. It would seem weird and clumsy yeah. and awkward. And in that way that you can't really vocalize to people, like the lack of windscreens on houses in New yeah. Zealand. Ugh. It's just like, you know, something is wrong here and I don't like it. Um, other than that, I mean, New Zealand is like the greatest place in the world, but still yeah. it's, it's, it's just little things, you know? Yeah. You want, you want a gigantic two car garage door, the big one, because it, it, that little bit of not having the sliver in between is a world of difference for like walking in and out of the garage and not having to do the uh, 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 around the car to walk out the garage door. Yeah. Robo, uh, Robedopolis, Ro Robodopolis. Hey guys, would you like a 2003 Forrester XS 5MT for RCR Pacific Northwest? Since you guys can't film your own camera car. Love the contact. Well, if we, whenever we do RCR Pacific Northwest, we're flying out. Um, but that's going to be years from now, probably. Um, 
We shall see. Yeah. As with all things. Yeah. The neat thing about it is we if, if we had a 2003 Forester, it's the exact same one as mine. <laughs> so there would be no, no problem with filming out that because everything's the same. Actually, the, well, it depends on what condition your Forester is in. Who is to say? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, sure. Send me an email. Say uh RCRPNW uh fixer or something like that. I'll pee in your W. I'll pee in your W W stands for wife. I'll piss <laughs> in your wife. Quaxum metaphilia. Oh. $6.90. What? Uh, I, I, I want to say it because I've taken the time to, I believe, learn it. Quaxum mephitida. Quaxum mephitida. Now watch that be wrong. <laughs> uh. Question. What would be the musical onomatopoeia for what is the same period as Wingadinga, but is super white, upper middle class, much thanks. Well, we, you have to put it in a chronological context because Wingadinga is classic cars yeah. normally from like 1955 to 19, uh, like probably 1979, maybe early 1980. If you're talking about some of those, like I think like the Trans Ams or when body stars, body styles carried over in the early eighties, but mostly it's 55 to 55 to 79. Hmm. Um, so Wingadinga, super white, upper middle class. So why I'm missing kind of Montgo County, Kennett Square. But that's that's like getting into the, like the oddly bougie areas of, the, of extended Philadelphia. Um, and people down there don't like cars. Now, the way to the way to gain uh, social brownie points is to take freaking septa yeah um, southeastern pennsylvania transit authority <laughs> ss nasty trains yeah why uh, not? um but they want to know the the, the sound he and said i'm gonna be he said i'm thinking like lawrence welk stuff well that's gonna be rural yeah that's gonna be very rural rural people in the rural area love lawrence welk see also my parents it's like Baba Daba. Baba Do. It's gonna it's gonna sound like Peter Griffin trying to speak Italian. Yeah. Baba da boopy. What sort of noises the boring people from Wyoming missing make? You are I mean, it's just like Karen's and stuff, really. Yeah. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, uh oh, are we done having those pop songs that go like that? Oh, we'll never be done having those pop songs that go like that. Oh, because it also sounds like you're talking to a baby who shit himself. Yeah, I mean, we're currently in the age of music where, or of popular music, in which having a chorus for your song is replaced by having a drop. You know, so it's like. Um, punching butts, punching butts, punching butts, and that's the main part of the song. Whereas, well, that's that's a little bit too funky. 
like when I first heard this question, I immediately thought like Sugar Ray. Like, yeah. Um, Every morning there's a halo hanging from the corner of my girlfriend's four post bed. Shut the door, baby. Don't say a word. Which is super creepy in retrospect. Shut the door, baby. Don't say a word. Come into my room. Fuck me in the ass. I got a. I got a warning siren from a submarine. <laughs> right, it's like a whole troop of neighbors walk a by. Rotating red light on the wall. Because yeah. <laughs> it's about to be a flooded in. That'd be a move. Like we had this idea for this movie back in college. My roommate Chris and I called the Lehigh Three Hundred, named after Lehigh Hall in Good Sound. Like, cause our third floor was like super rowdy and, uh, um, and okay. One scene, this, this dub sails off of that, but like to have it, it's in the spirit of Wayne's world where you have scenes that are just there to be there. Yeah. Wayne's world, even pioneering before family guy had non sequiturs. Yeah. Um, so this one scene was, I think it would have been my character or somebody, which is funny because it's like a straight sex scene, but like somebody having sex in the dorm and you, you have to like imagine the camera movement because this is where the joke comes from. It's a side shot of the your college dorm room bed and you just see guy on top, girl on bottom. And it's that weird kind of thing you do it in the movie where like the, the, the 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 blanket is over their butts and stuff so you can't see the penetration because you're trying to get an r rating uh, so yes. it's just that uh, 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 yeah 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 and here's where the jokes come in the guy pulls out does a backwards like slow somersault off the bed off the tail end of the bed the foot end of the bed and the camera's following them. Like the camera's on rails. It's not a pan. It's like a, a slide. Yeah. It's going following there. He rolls out of it. And then you see it like there's a chair, like an odd plastic chair butted up against it. You see him fall into this plastic chair. It moves forward and it reveals that it's a Daytona USA <laughs> sit down arcade cabinet. <laughs> and immediately it just goes, Daytona, <laughs> let's go away. And he just started playing the video game. So the whole scene just goes, uh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Daytona. <laughs> Cut to the next scene. <laughs> so that could be another scene where there would be like, like, you know, Two dudes like frotting their dicks together, just like, uh, 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 uh. and then you just hear, cut to the next scene. Uh, I mean, you probably have that installed if you really wanted it to mm -hmm. be like that's completely within the realms of possibility. Hmm. 
Okay, here's a Russian name, so can't pronounce it. Sorry. Oh, literally. Literally. Yeah. yeah. The dangerous backward R. Mm. Uh, how do you let cars go? I own a less than scrap Lada that still runs, kind of. I've already moved on, but I don't know what to do with the old thing. So I guess, like, if you're over there in Russia, I mean, they're, they're pretty much fine. The scrap yards work the same. Like, if you have an old car and it's 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 that's it, you can't sell this thing. It's done, done. Yeah. You uh, you call up a tow truck and you just say, "Take me to the pick and pull, or take me to the scrap yard, the junkyard." What they do is that they roll up the 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 tow truck or the flatbed truck with your junk car on it rolls up onto the scales. Hmm. They weigh the truck and the car together. Then, the, since the car can't move, it's dead. Either the crane comes up or something, or they roll the car off the trailer. Then they back the trailer up back onto the, uh, the scales and weigh it again. And hmm. you just do the subtraction. That's how much that's how much that car weighed. And then you get scrap prices, which is not a lot. So yeah. like your car may be worth $200 worth. There's $200 worth of metal in it. Yeah. That's what it's worth. So, and everybody tries to trick things like, like you take a hose and you soak the entire interior. So it's wet and gets you a few more pounds of like water weight in it. Yeah. Um, usually they want you to open the trunk and see that you're, they're not trying to cheat you or anything. Uh, he says car still runs though. I, I think someone is saying, yeah, he meant how to be okay leaving it. Um, what do you mean leaving it? Leaving it by the side of the road? Oh, I don't or know. Or just parting. Oh, with or it. how to part with it? Yeah, like emotionally. Oh, okay. So that means you're not at the thing like it's just a machine. Oh boy. How do you? So this is kind of like a hoarding question. Hmm. How do you divorce yourself from the emotion sword in this? The fun, your car, the, your car still exists in your mind. Yeah. That's really where it is. Like going back to your own dorm room isn't going to give you the feeling of being in college anymore. No. It's just a square concrete. The fun, it was you all along. It was never the car. It was always you. Yeah. I miss my Toyota Echo. Will buying a new one relive that feeling? You know, it probably won't. Um, yeah, let it go. That's the best thing that you can do is recognize that things are meant to be temporary. Yeah. Because if you, you are hold temporary. on, yeah, if you hold on to things forever, then um, it restricts you from growth. And through the. It almost sounds like I'm making an argument for loss and that's not really what I want to do because, you know, it's, it's, I don't want to make it sound like I'm trying to, you know, minimize anybody's pain, but ultimately I think, you know, hard times, struggle, loss, they're all a part of the necessary condition of living and how you respond to that level of adversity will mark mm -hmm. the amount of change that you glean from having served that horrible term of yeah. agony. So True. like, I think ultimately if you have to let go of something, um, 
just understand that, like Brian said, you know, if you remember it, it's still there. And it sounds hokey, but it's true mm -hmm. in that, like, you can't recapture things. And in a lot of ways, I think it would disappoint you if you could. Yeah. So it's better to leave them encased in that amber of your mind so that you don't necessarily um find out that those feelings you had weren't what they really were you know as long as it's there encased in the carbonite yeah <laughs> you know you're, you you just you'll you'll be fine because you recognize that those times were temporary but that you were better for having had them at all so yeah yep Jesse Page, Jesse Poage, Jesse Poage, uh, just 499, thank you for your donation, just says, no, not the sign. The sign always comes. Yes. Graham Alves says, stock 2007 SI. That's fine. It's a car. It's a perfectly fine Honda. Yes. yes. If you want one, go buy one. It'll be exactly a car. <laughs> Will it be fast? Not really. Is it the new ones that have a turbo? No. Will it be Revy? Yeah. Will people be impressed by your car? Not a chance. It's going to take 25 years for that car to be cool, cool. Otherwise, it's just going to be, you know, a fun, small car. Hmm. That's it. Pretty much. I mean, you can't ask for anything more than that, although you could certainly ask for less. Wait, no. Maybe I got it switched and you can ask for more. Yeah, well, I suppose every oh, someone said, hey, uh, is Mr. Reg ever going to finish the plane story? It's like, well, I did. I, I didn't. I almost landed a plane and yeah. that was it. <laughs> you want to know what flying a small plane is like? <laughs> the only thing that makes it is... Um, Tolerable is like from like an auditory standpoint yeah. is that um, you have uh, uh, Greg has really good Bose headphones, like mm. noise canceling headphones that turn the sound of the small engine to a that's it. Nice. And, and also a microphone. So you talk to each other. Because it is so goddamn loud inside of a small aircraft. Well, we were both in one. Yeah. Because that's what, like a four and a half liter four banger with like open header pipes coming out of it, just maintaining 2,500 RPM through the tiniest firewall right in front of you. Yeah. And on top of that, there's a gigantic propeller that makes more noise. <laughs> and then there's the wind on top of that, which makes even more noise. So, yeah, it's deafening inside of these small airplanes. Um, you want to know why airline, like one of the brilliant thing about airliners is how they manage to cut that noise down that you can ride an airliner without earplugs in. I still do. Oh, those I got, the, I think, Sony noise canceling headphones They're worth every dollar. Those things were when I get on the plane now Well, mm. when I used to. You put that noise canceling on, it just turns that volume down. Yeah. And then I'm the, the battery in those cans right there, they last like days and days. Mm. It's super good. I guess because they're big enough, they can have a big battery in it. So uh, Granny Shifters, this is just a shout out. Somebody sent, sent us T-shirts. He said they finally got them. I say, yep, 
I got your T-shirts. Uh, we'll wear them soon. Oh, we'll Eagles. ear them soon. You know what? Not we'll ear them soon. <laughs> I'm not even going to current or correct. No, yeah, 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 right yeah, yeah, no. So th th thank you for them. Um, I put them in the, I made sure now that I finally get it through my head that when you buy a t-shirt like online, or in this case, you guys sent them to me. Thank you very much. Um, I put them right in the wash. I didn't figure that out. It only took me 39 years to realize that you wash a shirt before you wear it <laughs> to get that. Yeah. Know, the, the, the smell. Yeah. It's very, um, you know, and like, it gets on you too. It's yeah. like this weird plastic smell. It's, it's almost like the type of, um, adhesive that they use in fabric factories uh that my grandma used to work in mm. so that it's uh, i mean i wouldn't wash them particularly because that smell would take me places of like you know it's it's familiar memory mm. so you know don't really mind although i really should just uh you know uh Mm. wash them anyway so that was the last super chat that was yeah so this has been one hour 56 minutes so far oh, good. so just under the uh two hour mark before i would have had to like split it in shout engine okay uh to get it up so um thank you so much for joining us uh go eagles tonight uh yep. carson wentz don't play hero ball because i want to be carson came <laughs> uh so uh yeah thank you to everybody who donated to super chat we will spend your money wisely Thank you to everybody who donates to our Patreon page for helping this channel exist as a much larger channel than it actually is. Thank you to everybody who watches every single Monday. Next video is cut and done and ready to go up. It's scheduled. So we'll see you on Monday. And thank you so much. I'm Nick. I'm Brian. Have a great week, everybody. Well, it's Thursday. Have a yeah, great have a good, night. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend. Yeah, Bye. why not? Bye.